Can I get a mic check? Two, one, two, brother. Uh, yes, this is uh, Mr. Michael Check uh, reporting for duty, sir. Mr. Check. Mr. Michael Check, we have two seats reserved for you. Of course. Prepared I... to blast off into the galaxy of good vibes. Are you ready, sir? I was born ready. Shall we head to my favorite planet? the galaxy the planet of good vibes 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 it's time all right all right all right i love humanity i think it's great I think the word you're searching for is Space Ranger. The Ham Planet Podcast. With that being said, we are blasting off into the galaxy of good vibes. In approximately 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. Top of the morning, folks. Good afternoon and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ham Planet Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Ham. And if you're new to the show tonight, couldn't be more happy to have you. And um, you showed up for a fantastic night, needless to say. Um, if you're new to the show, to preface the show, we're about three things here. Good vibes, great people, and glorious stories. So if you're new to that, we always appreciate you subscribing, giving us a good old review wherever you listen to your podcast and um let's get to the show tonight ladies and gentlemen we have a man who comes from across the pond and i am lucky enough to call him a rugby brother a great friend and a long time fantasy football enemy <laughs> he has the work ethic like none other he is an excellent blacksmith who is continually perfecting his craft each and every day. And he is just the definition of a good man, the one and only Mr. Marcus Appleyard. Let's give it up, ladies and gents. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm here all night. Uh, Marcus, it's great to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Feeling loose. Feeling. Uh... Are you ready for the bill season ahead? Oh, mate. Sky's the limit. Week one's always the best week. You know, you come in and you think like you, you, nothing but high hopes. You're gonna go 17 and zero. You're gonna win right. the Super Bowl. Like every team, or every every team Especially with, with a chance. Oh, well, okay. There's a you know, I was saying every team with a chance. You know, like, so you know, like the the Bills, the Packers, maybe or you know, some of the top teams. Yeah, not necessarily the Cowboys. Maybe the Cowboys are going for like nine and eight, maybe something like that. But uh, <sighs> optimistically, probably more like. Uh, eight and nine. I but mean, let's just uh... let's save our attacks for <laughs> down the down the road in the discussion. <laughs> well, but... you've said all these nice things about me now, so now there's there's no reason for me to be nice anymore. I could... <laughs> Fair enough. I used up all the niceness in the tank. Yeah, um... It was a little bit much. It's, it's okay. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Now, now I can only disappoint. You know what? I, I mean, I like the mentality. <laughs> I like the mentality, but to be honest, brother Marcus, all of those things are very true, and um. I mean, where to start, brother? Since we're on the topic of NFL, Please. what do you believe is going to be the Bills' regular season record for the year? 
I don't see us getting less than 13 wins. Personally, I, th I think... Do not see it being possible. No. Although, I will say the Cole Beasley stuff made me a little bit nervous. Like, I would have picked up Beasley fantasy-wise on every one of my teams uh, a lot earlier or at least looked at him a lot earlier yep. were it not for this COVID stuff. Because I know people say, like, the vaccination stuff doesn't matter. But realistically, like, I think it will come into play at some point in the season, and that terrifies me. Like, the Bills are finally in position to do something and really, like, contend for the Super Bowl. And I'm concerned that this is going to be what... Are you saying they, they need Beasley? I think Absolutely, we need Beasley. He got 1,000 yards last year just he, as the backup. I like, love you know, to see as it. The, I didn't know he got 1,000. As the relief fella, you know? And he, and he the last... I mean, he's a, he's a cowboy legend at, oh, in yeah. the slot position. The last 150 yards he got was with a broken uh, broken bone of some kind. I'm not sure where it was. I think it was the leg or the ankle or something. Probably. But like, I or, mean, he plays through anything. He, yeah, but he was playing He'll through have that. An and arrow sticking out of his chest. What and I love is, just keep playing. Right, and I love that the coaches let him play. Like, they knew that was a goal for him, and they weren't so precious with him. They were like, okay, you know what you're doing? You're a grown-ass man. You understand the risks that you're taking in doing this. Yep. But we also know how important getting this 1,000 yards is to you, and we also know how important you are to this team and getting right. us that there. So, you know, if you getting a thousand yards gets us a step closer to the Super Bowl and you're okay with it, you're not upset or, you know, injury for increasing that injury or exacerbating that injury isn't a concern, then yep. freaking play ball, man. You know, enjoy it. And that's the thing. Cole Beasley sets that standard every week. And that's Absolutely. why he's such a essential team player. I mean, he did 100%. it for the Cowboys for six years. And yeah. he has some of the most nastiest grabs. I mean, he puts OBJ's one legendary catch to shame with that behind the bucket snag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel oh like God, every every, every week that. with Beasley is, is is a highlight reel um, in terms of just like the snatches he gets and the tight windows. You know what? We're giving Cole Beasley a shout out right here Absolutely. right now on the Google Hand Planet podcast. Cole, appreciate you setting a standard for a hardworking elite performer and just a warrior absolutely and go check out his uh his albums they're pretty good oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> are there are, what's <laughs> i don't i do don't gotta... know i don't know how good they are i've listened to one of the songs it was all right it's, i mean you know he's he's a he's an nfl player rapping he's not a rapper playing in the nfl True. does that make sense I mean, you love to see it, though. Absolutely. Yeah, a man's got to hustle. You know, he's got to have a, an exit plan whenever he does get out of the NFL. And I think uh, music's probably it for him. That's his yeah. plan, anyway. He could... Could he step in to be the next Eminem? What do you think? Uh, I, don't know how good he'd, I don't know how good he'd look with no hair. Yeah, that'd be tough. I think he's... that's the limiting factor there. I think if he shaved his head and really went eight mile, you know, spent some time in Detroit, maybe after the Bills, which I, I don't wish that on anyone. Yeah, least of all Cole Beasley. But if he did that, yep. yeah, maybe. I think then he'd have something to rap about. Absolutely. I mean, they're they're both savages, and they're both you know of smaller stature, Absolutely. but still beastly. Absolutely, and they're they're both uh you know fighting in a uh in a, in a game that people would probably typically count them out of. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Marshall Mathers does not look like a uh, typical oh, rapper from far, the 90s. Far from it. And Cole Beasley doesn't look like a typical uh, wide receiver in the NFL. Far, far from it as so, well. So, yeah, no, they, they both, uh, they're both uh, unique in that regard. They are. They are. Two, two great people. Brother, 
scooting and booting right along. So our prediction, just to verify, was 13 and 3 for the four. Buffalo. 13 and 4. 13 and 4 with 17 new... games in the season. What do you think about that? I don't like that it's an odd number. I didn't think it would bother me, but it does. Bugs There's no too. eight and eight teams anymore. Like eight and eight is like the the epitome. Like that's the Tony Romo team. I hate to say it. I, I hate mean, to do it. I, I, they should have done better than that, but that was like the epitome <laughs> of uh, the Cowboys, like in the 2010s. Have you ever seen the Cowboys Super Bowl versus versus the Bills? I've watched both of them. Yes. Okay. Both of them. I mean, I'll just. That's why I'm getting. My, that. That's why I'm getting my kicks in now. I'll leave that there. Right now. <laughs> I, I didn't see him live, but no, I sure I as hell have seen him on YouTube yeah, 20 times yeah, a piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Good days. I mean, who knows? A Dallas Cowboys versus Buffalo Bills Super Bowl is highly likely, in my opinion. <laughs> highly likely. This reporter believes. <laughs> I mean, what's going what's gonna to stop us? Our offense... We got threats at every angle. We need our O-line to stay healthy. Yeah. Our defense, Mike is in the mix. All linebacking core is healthy. D-Law is looking better than ever. I think the defense is going to be the issue. I think Micah Parsons, <sighs> Micah Parsons is one man. But, you know, like, I, I don't got, think, it, I don't uh, think da- it's a good sign. that We got Dan Quinn, though. That's true. But I don't think it's a good sign that Lathan Van Der Esch is, like, already a backup to He's Parsons. not. He's not. He kind of is to Parsons, though. No, they're, they're the starting three. Uh, yeah, but he's not the number one. Parsons has come in and is the number one already. Is that mean, not a concern at all to you? To me, I, I think our linebacking core, if healthy, can be elite. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. If they're all performing at that level, yeah, they're, they're, they're at the level that they should uh, yeah, or are capable of, at least, Absolutely. then I agree. I agree they could be elite. I, I don't know about your rush, uh, edge rushing. Well, we got D Law. Yeah, you, there's, you, you there's got no one. laws with D Law. <laughs> D Law's a, a a perennial Pro Bowler, soon to be Hall of Famer. After we win the Super Bowl this year, I mean, <laughs> I love D Law. He's swagged out too. I wish uh, Stephon Diggs' brother good luck as well as a cornerback. Yeah. Oh yeah, Trayvon yeah. Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. He's a guy who just gave up haymaker to Metcalf on that touchdown yeah, last year. Yeah, he did. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, uh, you love to see it? Question mark. I absolutely love to see it, <laughs> brother. That was one of the most satisfying plays I've ever watched in Cowboys history. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a beastly play for sure. Yeah. I mean, he got dusted. He got downright dirt dog dusted. Absolutely. And that's DK Metcalf. That's it a D- bad mama jamma. Right. And. Just catches the ball, starts walking into the end zone, and pop! Boom. Right in the kiss Right. The ball goes <laughs> right into the stands, honestly. He yeah. gave it a Conor McGregor haymaker. Yeah, he did. And he sent that thing north, and it was a uh, safety. Yeah, he talked about that on Hard Knocks, punching the ball. Uh, it was out like his defining moment? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, they had a little bit where they were putting on punch, uh, boxing gloves. And uh, yeah, like they were, he was talking about punching the ball. You just get one clean hit and there's no one who can hold the ball kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a big part of it, but he, he mentioned it. I mean, that's, that's one of the key traits any defensive back needs in play is being able to Disrupt punch the, the shit. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Penny... I'm blanking on his last name, but 
there's a guy who's known Penny Tillman, known for just the most beastly haymakers that from Pat, a cornerback. Is that like Pat Tillman? Is I that his nickname? A, I think so. Okay, sweet, sweet. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I he was a badass. I think we're thinking the same guy. I think so too. Brother, we love the NFL talk. We do. And I would just like to go ahead and throw out my Dallas Cowboys uh, seasonal prediction. Please do, please do. Yeah, for yeah. a regular season record. Okay. We're gonna start. We're gonna start here. Maybe we'll circle back to our playoff true predictions. Sure, at, sure. At, at the end, but uh, we got the Cowboys going eleven and six. six. Okay. Eleven and, eleven and six, and starting out hot. I think we're gonna get a win against Tampa Bay and good old. You think so? Good old. Goat man, Tom Brady. I, I think it's going to be a, a 10 point cowboy win. Do you think he starts slow? You, you think that's the reason? Or uh, yeah. what do you, th- what do you think I is mean, a defining I, moment in that game? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Cowboys. Cowboys are coming out hot. Yeah, Dak's gotcha. going to be coming out hot. Gotcha. Which I, I love Dak. <laughs> I mean, I a mean, lot if, of people are that, critical of him, but if, I love that. If that happens, if they win that first game, yep. I think momentum wise, that could carry them to 11 and six. I could see that. If they lose that game, I don't see them going more than a nine and eight or eight or nine. If eight we nine. lose the first game, yeah. If you lose that first game, I think momentum wise, yeah, I think the Cowboys and Mike Mike McCarthy, I think he needs a win. Like they, he, will, need, he, he needs. I mean, you guys. I mean, you guys have been spanked in the preseason, and it's preseason. You know, you're not playing Zeke, you're not playing Dak, you're not playing any of your top players. But every single game was kind of a spanking in one way or another. A preseason doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> I mean, having me, said that, it's not fun to for anyone to lose four games in a row. I agree. I I, I agree that it's not beneficial. It's detrimental, as a matter it, of fact. Yeah, it but, just affects the perception of Mike McCarthy. Is right. what I mean. It right. really, really more like the faith in Mike McCarthy and him saying we've got to go out there and we've got to win, and then you lose four times in a row. Yeah, you, you got to get a win at some point. Otherwise, it's like okay, you keep telling us we need to win, and we're doing what you're telling us to, and we're not winning. So yeah. <laughs> You know, I I like McCarthy. I like all the analytical, statistical analysis and crazy science stuff that he tries to incorporate. I like it. I respect it. But I mean, the guy doesn't get you fired up. The guy doesn't make you want to go chop wood. The no. guy doesn't want to make you wrap out six hundred on deadlifts. Certainly not. The guy doesn't make you want to go to war. No. Um, Mike Tomlin, he can do that. Absolutely. Um, Belichick, I don't, I don't know how he does it, but he does do it. <laughs> yeah, they go out to war. That's for um, sure. I mean, Jimmy I, Johnson always comes to mind as well. I think with Belichick, it's more of a he gives you so little that you you're desperate for his approval. It's almost like a negging thing with him. I bet he's like he's kind of like biggest oh, mystery man. Yeah, that you know James White. That was that was a cute catch for catch and run for about 17 yards. It would have been nice if it was 25. You know, like, that's kind of what some of your predecessors did. But uh, you know, you know, 17 yards is cute. And so yeah. James White then goes out and he's like, "Well, I'm going to hit 25 on the next one." Yeah. Or, you know, Brady, you know, you won five Super Bowls. It would, would be cute if you won six, though. You know, six would be kind of yeah. cool. Like, other people have won five. Five's not that big a deal. And yeah. so Brady's like, okay, I'm going to go out and get a six. Yeah, and I'm going to go get it on my own. <laughs> right. And he solidified goatness by doing 100%. So. 100%. I hate to say it. FTP for the Pats. But Tom wow. Brady is we, Oh, yeah, you don't want to No. But Tom Brady is is uh, truly a uh, a master of the craft. There's no denying that at all. I mean, you got to respect the man. Absolutely. He, Despite the fact that he sits when he pees and he kisses his son on the mouth. Um, tough. Yep, tough. But he's but respect to the man. I mean, the man. Like, why? 
Why set? I mean, that just never added up to me. You got <laughs> brothers out there. If you do it, sure. Don't want to know about it, but I just, I don't know. It, I mean, I well, his know. son's a little Not... old for it, maybe, but, but you know, he, oh, yeah. That, people that, show I mean... affection in their own ways. I, I, I'm definitely a kisser and a hugger. I'm a, I'm a touch, like a, in terms of my love language, is touch for sure. So you I don't, I don't know how, how it's going to go, but I don't, I don't see myself kissing my son once he starts looking like a boy man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm on the same page here. You know, like I, you know, I'll kiss him on the head or whatever. But. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I whatever Tom Brady's doing, it's working. Simple as that. <laughs> I mean, when it boils down to it, the guy's got it. He's got it figured out. Are we talking about Giselle right now? The one thing he's doing, I'll tell you what, she is working. She works hard. She makes more money than he does. You know that? I wild. I heard she makes like five times as much as he does. <laughs> she is a super model. That, I bet that's, but from what I've seen and like watched about her and her business career, mm-hmm. she's, she's like crushed it. Oh yeah. 100%. Like didn't, didn't just get lucky, which no, no, I'm no. sure she's a huge factor of what gets Tom Brady fired up every day. I'm sure. Bro, bro yeah. if I woke up every morning being like, damn, my wife makes five times more than me <laughs> and I've already won six Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, what the- that was, that was me before I had, before I started shooting horses. That was, that was me. I was like, man, my wife is making bank. I'm struggling to get by. We gotta, we gotta, gotta change this up a little bit. I gotta help out a little more. I gotta contribute. Brother, speaking of that, what made you want to go into shooting? Well, uh, I was working in special ed and though that is very rewarding, it is Absolutely. an incredibly challenging job that um, takes a lot out of you every single day. And no um, denying that. I, the pay is honestly, uh, uh, it's kind of it's disgusting how low it is. You get kind of get, you get paid, you know, you know, the stipends they were giving for like unemployment. You get paid half of what you get paid for unemployment to do that job every day. So like, See, why, that, why would that, anyone do that job when like you're only doing the job out of the, out of the goodness of your heart kind of a thing, which, you know, I, I love to do it. I did it for about which three is, years. Which is, I mean, that's that's who you are. You're right. just you're you're a good-hearted man. But realistically, I started after about a year and a half. I started really burning out and finding it more and more difficult. Like I, it was taking a lot out of me to yeah. keep doing the job. So I really I wanted soul search. I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do with my life. I knew it was just it was just a one of my stepping stones in my life. So I spent a lot of time soul searching. Kind of thought about the things that I really, really wanted, like want out of a job, and I know I always wanted to do a job that I that I loved. So it never felt like I was working a day in my life. In inverted, in inverted commas, you know, obviously there's no one who doesn't feel like they're working at some point in their life. But so uh, you know, I was just thinking, and like working with my hands is a really big thing for me, and uh, like I like uh, like I like history and things like that. So like the blacksmithing side of it really, really appealed to me, like medieval history and making knives and swords and stuff. Or it was always cool, forged in fire and all of that. Um, but I also love animals. My sister rides horses for a living uh, back in Sweden, so that appealed as well. Um, so so it just kind of put two and two together. My family had actually mentioned it before I even yeah. went to university. Maybe like I would like to do that. And I was like, ah, I don't really want to work. I don't think I, I you know, I'm going to give university a try when, you know, university in America is on the table. You kind of like that's as a, as a, as a young English lad. Absolutely. Um, that's definitely an appealing opportunity to try out. No doubt. No doubt. Well, the thing is, is with what you've learned is it's a, it's a very specific skill from mm-hmm. at least from what I have learned about it is that it's something that 
will stand the test of time because of the craftsmanship that goes into it. Absolutely. There's, I don't believe that they will be able to make a machine that can shoe a horse as efficiently as a person can with training and, 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 and uh, experience. And so like for the, and it's really, a, uh, from what we've talked about today and mm-hmm. previously about it, it's really an art. I, I feel oh, like to it, a, a beastly art where your traps and your saps <laughs> and your tries are just getting huge while Absolutely. you're hacking Absolutely. at some steel that you Big just dipped into a fire. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's, there's an art portion to it, a creativity portion to it, Absolutely. which I think is, I think is awesome, bro. Yeah. When you're trimming a foot, when you're trimming a foot, you're trying to create a shape that you can forge into a shoe easily. So the, the better you can see that shape in that, like that's available to that foot and the best shape that foot can be. And the better you can execute that, the easier your shaping of your shoe for that foot is going to be. Yep. And so, you know, if you can't see that, then you're going to shape that foot in an ugly way that will make it harder for you to shape the shoe to fit that foot. So, so yeah, artistry, artistry is a, absolutely a huge element of, 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 of horseshoeing and getting an, developing an eye for it is a big part of it. Brother, so one question I have is when you create the shoe for the horse, mm-hmm. does that keep their hoof that size? Um, no, the, the hoof will grow and, and the grows. Okay. I, ideally, I don't know if I was the only one out there wondering <laughs> that, so but, um, just needed clarification. Yeah. I mean, at least the way I was taught a horse needs shoes either when they are, there's, there's a lameness issue that needs to be like corrected with, you know, like adding angle that the hoof doesn't naturally have, or it's in simplest terms, a horse needs a shoe when wear exceeds growth. Okay. So when the horse is trashing the foot more than faster than the hoof can grow, then a shoe protects that foot so that the foot can grow out. And so the foot isn't, the horse isn't like walking on sensitive structures. So and that's typically that allows the horse to move at much faster paces if they're protected, right? Well, just comfortably, you know, if they're, if they're walking on sensitive structures, they'll go lame. It's like uh, so, being, yeah. what, being barefoot and just exactly. walking wherever. Like if, if you're, if you're walking around the house, you don't need shoes. Right. But if you're walking in the mountains, yeah, you probably day, need some. You probably, you probably want some protection. Some sneakers on, right? So it's or just some like Keens. That. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Keens, you know about Keens? I do not know about Keens. Damn it! Tell me about Keens. Keens are um, the most utilitarian shoe built for all activities in the world. What do they look like? Um, they are a sandal with a thick athletic bottom interesting a rubber toe okay and then they're bounded with waterproof leather and then it has a string that you pull and huh okay so they like that they they're, look a little bit like those uh kind of like water they look water like shoes they kind of look like water shoes okay. but they're a little bit they got a little bit more protection a bit them. more durable a little bit you know because i mean like water shoes are really just for you know uh windsurfing or whatever yeah. kind of a thing yeah sports you you can wear these doing anything above 30 degrees wow okay yeah very cool they're um big that big time bad shoe oh okay yeah i i definitely say the reason i own them is just patty because of the dad swag i mean it's a it's a true thing that 
affect certain dads more than others, maybe, or some <laughs> get bad dad swag. Is that your excuse for the uh, the bum the bum bag? The fanny, the tactical fanny pack. Yeah. I mean, that actually didn't derive from that, but um, I just love I I mainly love the fanny pack because. I don't have to have anything in my pockets. I was actually, you know, coming here, I was actually thinking like, this is actually a question that I've been trying to like, I, as a farrier, I, I work mostly with horses. So I don't really have a lot of people to talk to. So when I have like, a, like when I'm meeting up with a friend, like all of these crazy thoughts, shower ideas you, that I have come into play. And so I was thinking to myself, man, I, I have my phone. I have my wallet. I have my keys. Yep. I usually have my, my little pocket box knife. with the headphones in it, my pocket knife, like all of these things. Yep. And they get like, my, I don't have space in my pockets for all of these things. And also I hate carrying these things in my pockets. And so it. I was like, what is your, what is your minimal, absolute minimum that you take with you? But then I saw you with the fanny pack today, the bum bag. And I, and I thought to myself, oh, well, actually that just answers that question. You, you just carries it all in that. And that's super convenient, Everywhere. easy. Everywhere. And I love it. And I've, I've said this previously on the pod, but I will happily say it many times again, the fanny pack stores all of my essentials safely and securely, which allows me to have the ability to karate kick anyone in the face tactically at any time, which gives me confidence walking around. Also a good excuse not to wear skinny jeans. Yes. <laughs> and I just don't like jeans. I, I have to work in jeans as they're the most durable I like attire overalls. available. However, I like, like tactical pants. It's so hard for me to find jeans that fit my ass. I'm just going to say it. I'm right there with you, brother. I, I, I am a 31, like between a 30 and a 32 waist. And I'm buying 36 waist jeans because my, my ass otherwise is uh, yep. not taken into account. Brother, I, um, I can relate. Yeah, as a matter of fact. All, I think all rugby players, well, most rugby players can it's relate an issue. to that. It's, it's a genuine Absolutely. issue that is just I don't understand shitty. why no one has figured it out. You know, they call it athletic cut, whatever you just... Well, there are some companies figuring it I'm, out. I'm honestly. sure there are some. But just, not ones for working now. jeans. That's the problem. Like, I need, yeah. I need durable jeans, not like comfortable jeans. Right. Yeah. That's you need ones that part. can get shot with a nine millimeter <laughs> and the nine millimeter bounces off and deflects and takes out whatever it was coming from. They either need to be that durable or they need to be cheap so that I can buy lots and lots of pairs of them. Because that's so you can, <laughs> so you I can just, just replace them. You just get, um, some $5 overalls and maybe just see, that's what I rock. I, I do rock the overalls sometimes, but when you're forging, sometimes oh, it, like it hangs away from you and it gets in the way of the tongs as yep. you're, as you're, as you're swinging the hammer. I feel like one big thing with overalls is you got to wear them a lot and wash them a lot for them to fit how yeah. you want them. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. The first time I wore them, they did not fit. Yeah. It's, it's a full denim, just oh. suit of armor, full denim dream. It's a dream. It's a beauty. <laughs> and with that being said, ladies and gents, we are going to take a quick commercial break. How are we doing, good people? It's your boy, Commercial Break Peter, here to tell you that we are scooting and booting right along in the episode. We appreciate you for staying tuned. We love you, and we hope you love the rest of the show. With that being said, we're back to the show. I wish I liked the aftertaste of whiskey. <laughs> Who fucking does, mate? I don't know. Somebody out there, surely. You got to be a fucking rat weasel to oh, enjoy yeah. that. Piss off the tongue. Got to be a true nutter. 
That's probably you. some Edinburgh cub to enjoy. Fucking whiskey. Fucking Scotch. Edinburgh cunts. <laughs> oh, nothing greasier than an Edinburgh cunt, laddie. True, true. It's all the babby they're eating. Oh, the babby will get ya. Absolutely. That greasy fucking babby after a day at the fucking pub. Drinking their Gross. grim scotch. Two yeah. years old, maybe younger. Maybe. They're like a young over there. They're like I'm young. They're like I'm cheap. They're like I'm dirty. Absolutely. I can't do it, Larry. I think can't it's either. too greasy for me. Absolutely. <laughs> I fucking love it. That'll be a soundbite for the ages. That'll be perfect. If we were recording. We are. We've been. We've oh, been. Shit. We've been going for about five minutes. Nailed it, lad. <laughs> nailed it. Oh, brother, we've been going, and we've been going hard. It's a dream, right there. This is just, you know, this is, this is, you know, I've got sunglasses off, cap turned back, giving yep. you e true Hollywood real right here. This is real shit. This is this is a real Marcus shit. Appleyard uncut. This pre circumcision. This is like at birth. You know what I'm saying? Pre- uncut. Uncut, 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 which is the best version of Marcus because that's true. I've never been better than when I was born. Well, oh, well, <laughs> I'm fucking. I just meant the Marcus and the and the blood, no, body, that's and true. flesh. That's true. Me, me being me is a lot better than me trying to be someone else. That's uh, I discovered that in college pretty early on. I was like, uh, yeah, there's no point in being anyone other than you. There's no like, you, absolutely. And it's, uh, I mean, I mean, that's a very like blunt clear way to put it but it's right i mean it takes time to kind of learn who yeah. you are and what you yeah. want to do and and you know like it takes a while to be brave enough to do that you know like like i think a lot of people are scared of people judging them for who they are but i think like the second you realize that what they think doesn't really matter ultimately like it's how you feel about yourself and if you're comfortable in your skin then you, you're going to live your best life and you're going to be much, much happier for it. it is, it's a lot easier to just tell the truth and be yourself than to try and make up lies and hide uh, who you are. Spot on, brother. And I feel like one thing that's super rewarding is when you do what you genuinely want to do and you're passionate about it and you know, you go about it in a way that is driven by helping others. Oh, yeah. And um, finding the perfect balance of that, you know, is a battle everyone faces, but it's it's um, it's a beautiful thing. For sure. For when, sure. when someone can do something they love that helps other people. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a dream, baby. Right, right. I mean, I mean, that's that's it. Yeah, and I think I think that's another thing that you kind of learn as you grow up too. Is just like Did you still shoot straight in there. Oh, for sure. We still. What do we, How about that? What do we lose? What do we lose? Uh, headphones, I think. Oh, oh Fanny's leaking. Fanny's leaking. Fanny's leaking. Can't have a leaky bum back. That's uh, just bad news for everyone. Those are my Chinese AirPods. Got them for thirteen ninety nine. Heck yeah, brother! I got the friggin' Beats Pro, and it's a waste of money. I'll tell you. Bad news. Bad news. I love the AirPod Bros. 
I don't know. If you I, I, wish, I wish the beats. I mean, like I like the beats pros when I mean, they the work. Beats. They just they just disconnect like semi frequently. Like yeah. I, I don't know, probably one in every five times I use them, they disconnect in one way or another. It's it's like a minor inconvenience, but it's annoying enough. Like I, if I'm building shoes, I don't want to be taking out my phone in between heats and going like, oh, let me just disconnect and then reconnect. Like, I just want to listen to music. Like, Absolutely, just, agree. I don't want to touch it. Dude, it's annoying that I have to sometimes. It's it's pain. like that's not... and it's not them running out of batteries. It's literally just disconnecting and reconnecting, and it's on whatever device. It doesn't matter if it's my and uh, my wife has the exact same headphones and she has the exact same issue. So it's not like a one off. Program, they're programmed to basically self destruct, which is a sad thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like All, the, almost, oh, so yeah, so that they could so they're replaced. Well, there's about eighty percent of electronics are like. They there, want them to deteriorate there, there, within a year. There's a portion of the engineering that goes into it that knows that this is only going to last this time frame. Right. And then after that, if you get anything more than that, then you're lucky because like realistically, right. we want you to replace the product after that. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, is it greasy? Absolutely. I mean, is it is it the way that capitalism works and is it how people make money? Yeah. Like you don't make money on making a product that lasts 100 years. Not even though, because like you like you sell each product once, or you know, like if Apple only went off the first iPod sales, they'd be bankrupt by now. They would. Like, yeah, yeah, like it, it, yeah, you, you think make, about how far Apple's come since they, those I was thinking about that the other iPod, day. Uh, clip on the uh, nano, the nano, oh, yeah. the nano was sick, dude. absolutely. Mate, I had one of the original, like the very first iPods with the I, I still miss the how, ring. I miss how good it felt. The top 25. Yeah, but like swirling my thumb around that surface. Smooth like butter. Oh, man. That was that was oh. like crack. And there's like that clicking sound when you do the... Like, They've, got some crack. They've got some crack characteristics over at Apple Corporation, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. RIP Steve Jobs. Honestly, we who doesn't love Steve? Who doesn't love a good turtleneck? I mean, the guy was a beauty. Absolutely. Absolute hero. Um, Rocking the turtleneck and the, the, the glasses for years on end. Just doing doing even the, in the summer. Even mean, in the, the, guy summer. Would be, oh, yeah. the guy would be in the middle of June yeah. with a hundred percent wool turtleneck to the nines up to his gizzard with his glasses on, giving speeches in Austin, just sending it. And tell me tell and me you gotta respect the sauna integrity. Absolutely. And tell me one time in which you saw him sweat. Oh wait. Man never sweat. Never sweat. He was he was cool as a cucumber or as the new iMac available in any Apple store near you. Yeah. Sponsored by Apple. Are we? Should be. Should be. Yeah. We aren't yet, but we could be. Apple. Apple. Give me a ring. Pay attention. We're using you. Well, Absolutely. We're yeah. We well, got we're, we're, got we're promoting you. We're promoting you at the very least. We might not be using you yet, but we could be if you gave us some products to use and we could promote you further. Keep that stock going up. To Absolutely. Me, so yeah, keep making my boy Pete some money. Well, Apple's just... Apple's a staple. Right. Apple, Amazon, Google. They're yeah. going to rule I feel world. like there's like stuff like Nike and stuff as well, aren't they? They're, they're yeah, pretty Ni- consistent. Nike's up there. Yeah. Nike is like the king of the shoe world. Right. There's a king in every sector. Right. I mean, who's the king in the horseshoe world? That's hard to say. That's hard to say. It right? a, it's a very, it's right now. Well, game. I mean, 
typically England in terms of like inter- internationally, England kind of smokes most of the competition. Um, there's a competition in Stoneleigh, which is in England every year, which is like the big international competition that everyone aspires to, to go to, that yep. all the national teams go to. And yeah, England usually smokes that one. Um, but in terms of in America, the WCB right now, I think uh, Chris Madrid, Chris Money Madrid, uh, Money is his nickname. He's the he, shoe maker. Yeah, he wins. He wins a lot. He makes a he, and they call him Money because he makes money on doing it because he wins. Is there a company though, or is it? This is yeah. yeah the this, well, I mean, this is like comparing. Van Gogh and uh, Michelangelo. Oh, I don't like. I mean, like he's still fairly young. Like he's in his, I think he's late twenties, early thirties. So he's still like he's not. He's not, he's like, not like one of the legends of the industry yet in terms of like legacy. But he is very, very good, and he wins a lot uh, in the WCB. He only, he, I think, he only really competes in the WCB, which is the World Championship blacksmithing, as opposed to state contests, which happen in each of the states that a lot of people compete in. So I think he competes in that because it makes money. I think that's that's like what makes him the best. Uh, his speed. He's crazy fast and accurate, and and really, I think he just grinds. Like I think that I don't think there's anything else that he does than what horseshoeing, and I think that really shows in his work. What's like the average time to make a single shoe? Well, those guys can build a shoe in six minutes. Six, six. That's two heats. That's like getting a sandwich at Subway. Yeah, no, they can build a shoe that fast. To Pop it in the oven, toasted, ready, go. Yeah, and and that's the crazy thing about it is the challenges just get harder and harder each year as these guys push the boundary. You know, they realize like sixty minutes to make these two beautiful specimen shoes is too long. Like, yeah, if guys are spending fifteen minutes taking a file or a rasp and like making that shoe absolutely glossy, shiny, we need to take time off. So that's yep. just sort of inevitably what happens, and so like progressively each year it gets harder and harder and harder and harder for everyone. Like the standard raises every year. So is there, 10 years ago, yeah, like the shoes that were being produced, like for the time they were cutting edge, but compared to now you, you'd look at them and you kind of go, really? That's like, that's the shoe that won. Like, I mean, as someone new to it, at least that's kind of like, maybe not 10 years ago, 20 years ago, really. But yeah, it's, it's a big difference. So, Marcus, diving into history and mm-hmm. turning back the clocks. Yeah. When did horseshoes come into play in the Shoot. world? That's a good question. Because horses have been around a long time. I'd say as soon as metal really started getting used. Like, I, I don't I don't know the exact date. That's a really good question. So I'm, 15, I'd be curious about I mean, that. But, like, as soon as we started didn't seeing... did metal in the gladiator ages? Yeah, they did. So, for swords. So, at least, like, pre, pre-Jesus... Swords go back how many years? Uh, Five thousand. Like, I don't know if it's Three, that far back. I, yeah, I, I think uh, I'd say two and a half. Yeah, so, half. somewhere I'm going there. two and a half. One of one of the BCs. Let us know in the comments below Absolutely. how many years ago did swords come into play? Like, well, metalworking in general, because there's jewelry too, right? Like, jewelry is metalworking, so there's that as well. So any any kind of metalworking at all. Because realistically, for sh- horses to get any kind of shoes, it, I bet they were building. Hmm, interesting question yet again: Were they building swords or jewelry first? 
Mm, Probably swords. Probably swords. I think the first thing that a guy once once a guy learned how to make stuff with metal, the first thing they probably made was a hammer, so that they could then make metal easier. It's such a fascinating thing thinking thinking about about how we made these tools. The first guy to make, if you think about it, the first guy who did any kind of smithing had to hit on metal with something that wasn't metal. Which is, if anyone, you know, even if you, you don't, don't that know, guy, tell him to call it. <laughs> even if you don't know metal, like, you know that hitting something that is metal with anything that is not metal typically doesn't do anything to the metal. So, whoever first originated, like, originally, like, mined made the an first impact. ore or tried to create the first hammer, that was miserable for them. And I feel for them. I bet they were. But once they discovered that this metal thing was harder than anything else in the world, I bet they were like unstoppable for a while. Oh, I bet. I bet. I bet. Wow. Would get, pulling all, what pulling all the cave, cave ladies. Oh, all of the cave women. They would come in and just, you know. I papi, that is a shiny them. stick, Mr. Senor. I don't know they why they're Latina Spanish? in this, but. Uh, they spoke Spanish back in. Um, what's Pangea? What's in. Pangea. Yeah, Pangea. 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 Let's go. Well, Tower of Babel, we don't have an exact time period on that. If you're Christian, you believe in the Tower of, Tower of Babel, maybe. Um, so I don't know exactly when that was, but there were other languages in the early, early, early years. Uh, you know, Marcus, like the, do you know any other languages? I know some Swedish. I've been working on my Swedish. Uh, I used to be fluent in it when I was young, young. And uh, this is like the only regret that I have in my life is that my parents, well, I shouldn't blame it on my parents, but I, I kind of blame it on my parents because I was too young to know that it was important. But I lost my I lost my my Swedish very young age. Like I, my mom said, I went into nursery school, which I guess is like pre K, speaking Swedish, and then I came out speaking English. So I don't know how it happens that quickly. I feel like there was Were definitely like more. Both? No, no, no. This was in England. Oh, okay. Um, so I, but I, you know, like, I don't know necessarily how quickly that could happen, but my mom was work. She was a CFO. She was working very hard. So I understand it was difficult for her to maybe think that it was a, or like maybe she didn't think it would disappear that quickly. You know, there's lots of different reasons why it might be. I mean, but, but it's probably encouraged that you, was it encouraged that, Hey, we want you to know English most importantly. I don't remember, man. Like I, I don't ever remember a time where I spoke. In the, in the grand scheme of things, do you feel like that's uh, honestly? It's hard to say. Like, I, I feel like I my mom regrets. Yeah. My mom regrets that I don't know Swedish uh, for sure. And, Mama but, speaks Swedish. Absolutely, yeah, completely fluently. And more of my family is Swedish than English. Like I have my my Swedish side of my family is much bigger than my English side of my family. Um, I think that's definitely a regret for her too. That she, she, I think she definitely wishes, but that's why I'm working on it so that I can teach it to my kids and really make it a priority for them. Brothers. So on the topic of Swedish, you at least got to know a couple of words. Yeah, I know some. Can we get a few Swedish words on the Google hand plant podcast? Uh, yeah. You just want me to like tell you the word and the definition or you just want me to say a sentence brother. If you want to do it, um, um. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, so I'll say, "Hey, means svenska bror." Um, Frin- so that's okay, like, I'm gonna get I, some "Hello, rap. my Swedish brothers." I'm gonna get some raps in. Svenska bror. Svenska. Svenska brors. Brors. Yeah, it's B R O R S. Brors. Brors. Svenska brors. There you go. Nailed it. Svenska brors. Yeah, my Swedish brothers. 
Svenska Bros. And Skull. We did that one earlier. Skull. <laughs> they say that for the Minnesota yeah, uh, football Vikings. Oh, doesn't taste any better once it's watered down. I mean, this is... Um, pretty decent stuff yeah but you know you know i'm a lightweight and i don't really appreciate this stuff but yeah it is a, it is a fancy one the bottle is nice i, I seven years aged so shout out to my brother chris sam thank for you for leaving this year i'm sorry i'm wasting your whiskey you're not wasting it you're putting <laughs> it to you see wasting it to him is it going down the drain which right i don't right. blame um we have old azira ezra what, the, the spanish ezra. accent keeps coming up tonight you're not spanish i'm not spanish Old Ezra. I'm taxing your your Swedish and English. We, I papi old Ezra. Maybe senor. we'll get this episode translated <laughs> to Spanish. I heard that's a good idea that most podcasts don't do is translate it into yeah, all different I bet languages. That's helpful. Absolutely, I would bet that's helpful. I like. <laughs> I mean, you double your audience just by adding Spanish. Well, the thing is, More than um, probably eighty percent of YouTube is foreign. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, like um, like Asia. If you knew, if you could translate it into Mandarin, eight, well, yeah. eight, it's it's Asian, Indian, uh, Spanish. Yeah, and um, yeah, and the thing is, is what some people are doing are getting like famous people to do their voiceover, but like in that, that, a famous in that language, Me- a famous, a famous Mexican, Mexican right, or uh, a famous Indian act, right, right, or a famous Chinese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's the smart way to do it because then they all like, oh, this person, you know, my, this person f- famous to my, you know, it's like getting Matt Damon to do all the voice acting for yours. Yeah. Or something. How much is Matt Damon going to run us? Can you do Spanish? <laughs> Shoot. Imagine Matt Damon doing a Spanish narration. That would be beautiful. That would be. I mean, Matt, everything Matt Damon does is beautiful. So I love Matt Damon. Who doesn't, man? Who doesn't? Matt Damon, Matthew McConaughey, Will Ferrell, Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn. You're just listing off brilliant actors from the Northeast now. And Leonardo DiCaprio. And Leonardo da Vinci. Shout out to him. And Leonardo da Vinci. And all the other Leos. Julius Caesar. (laughs) And Achilles. And Zeus. Don't want to commit Zeus. Good man. Sure, certainly. Certainly. (laughs) Some of the some of the heroes of time and uh, imagination there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's imagination, huh? Ah. I, I think uh, okay, Matthew, get, uh, Matthew McConaughey. I think is imaginary. I don't think he is a real person in and of himself. I think he's more of a conceptual being. Um, I think you he know, is. No, Some no one, would agree with that. No one could be quite uh, so um, perfectly representative of a state. If you really quite like Matthew McConaughey, so uh, yeah, I, I choose to believe that he is false. I believe he was created by uh, Lincoln uh, purely for the purposes of making Abraham Lincoln. Uh, that that Lincoln as well, but Lincoln, the car company that create um, oh, such oh, the smooth, smooth advertisements. They just they produced a Matthew McConaughey. A, a Lincoln Navigator gave birth to Matthew McConaughey, and he just came out saying, "All right, all right, all right." Yep, that's that. That was the first word that they programmed into his system. Yes, that's why he defaults to that. Do you think it's more likely, or actually? Thoughts on the concept of us living in a massive computer simulation? 
Bollocks. Bullshit? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Shout out to Tom for wanting me to throw <laughs> that question out to Marcus. No, absolute bollocks. There's no way. Bro. If I was in a computer simulation, yeah. could I do this? <laughs> He's got a point. You can't click the X button to do that. That makes you jump. Right. Yeah. And if you click circle, that makes you talk. Absolutely. But what makes you pull up your shirt? What makes you do 50 pull-ups? Right. What makes you drink some whiskey? Oh, shit. No, he's making me... I'm running into the wall. (laughs) Don't knock over my books. Yeah, I'm going to be careful with those books. Got to read them later. Absolutely. Got to do mental reps, too. Pete's about about physical reps and mental reps. Got to do both. Don't neglect the mental reps. to To be genuinely honest. Absolutely. Look at him. He's reading right now. I'm not a big reader, but when I do read, I read. Dosakis. Dosakis. <laughs> Dosakis. Give me a call. Give he me reads, a call. He reads dangerously. Brother, you share a very essential liking of mine, and that is 80s music. Yes, sir. So I want to know who is your favorite and or who's your favorite artist and or song and or both man i am horrible with names of songs and things really anything off the top 180s charts but um let me think i mean take on me take on me is take on me is too basic we can't do take on me because every 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 white person loves take on me okay there's not a single white wedding that doesn't play take on me at some point and I'm I mean, not, it's, a not a, it's, a, it's a banger. It bangs. But you I've can't been to a black that, wedding. I've heard it there. Okay. But you can't. I've been to a, a Jewish wedding. Heard it there. Oh, well, 100%. But you can't. Like, you can't it's a cross culture. It, it can't be your favorite. That's, that's what I'm saying. It can't be your favorite song. It's too on the nose. It's like, yeah, everybody knows that one. Everyone, like, that's everyone's favorite. You got to pick another one because, like, you know, it's like saying. I don't know if everyone knows Take On Me. It's kind of a classic it is a, it's a classic and because it's a classic everyone knows it um i really like uh, electric like or liked orchestras mr blue sky that's a banger who don't i mean that's just the beauty of a song uh, that's a that's a chill song for sure oh my god i mean the song that they made the songs that were made during the 70s and 80s were the perfect synergy of musical talent and arts and absolutely i i mean i don't know if we'll ever experience such a a musical era a harmony of all elements of music yeah i i want i was i was actually going to posit that question to you do you think that we are going to in our lifetimes experience another musical era of, of a similar quality to that i mean I, I mean like we we you know there's, like there's a few, going through one right now really I mean, a lot of music that's popular nowadays, majority of it has electronic synthication or whatever it's called. Yeah, like like some like synthication. A, okay, five dollar word synthication. Synthication. Put, put pick it up. Put it in your pocket. Synthication. Use that on your SATs, kids. Yep. 
Yep, hell of a word, hell of a word. Got Pete Hammond to Baylor. It really did. Yep. That, that was what my essay for my SAT was about. <laughs> Brother, we're getting some of our papers. Heck yeah. Papers are important. We got a, a little sticky. Oh. We shuffle them on up. Uh-oh. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put Someone some ain't heat into it. Brother. Sweden is home. Sweden is home. Italy is one Beautiful. of your favorite places Absolutely. that you've adventures. And the word on the street says, we did some pretty damn good skiing there. Can you tell me about the skiing? Please, yeah, brother? I can. Absolutely. So very interesting. I'm by no means like a double black diamond loop de loop, whatever skier, but I really enjoyed the skiing there. What we actually did though is we started in Switzerland. And what's the uh, the great thing about starting Swiss Alps? Absolutely. But you start in Switzerland and you can literally ski into other countries. You can ski into France, you can ski into Italy. Like if you are in the right part of the Alps, you can ski into these other countries, which is incredible. So the best Italian food I've ever had. I was skiing on a mountain in Switzerland and I we ski down into Italy and there was a chalet on the hill. Oh. And you just, you know, like food after skiing is just you can just eat like, a cow. Absolutely. And it's all amazing. It's just so everything good. tastes incredible. But this was actually incredibly good Italian, like fresh Italian food. They're making the pasta, like not not directly in front of you, but you know, the kitchen is open. You see them, you know, like, you see gr- the guy's grandma beating out the kneading the dough and just yelling at the yelling at the yell, chef. yelling at the sun, and the sun is, you know, like the waiter who's like He's wiping his chair. brow and he's taking the food every, you know, it's just brilliant. The whole thing is oh. beautiful. Yeah, that was the, the best Italian food I had and probably the best skiing I did, honestly. Like uh, the Alps is, uh, I've, I've done a little bit of skiing in uh, America as well, but I think like I, I'm biased because the food was just so good in the Alps. Like it kind of. It's uh, so true. Like when you're on a mountain and you find a food source, oh, yeah. it's always just like you've been homeless for five days when yeah. you walk in there. <laughs> Seriously. Like even if you've been yeah. skiing for fucking two hours. Right. It you're just matter. like, oh my God. Yeah, thank God. My body know. just wants to feast, and you can. And yeah, I, I'm someone who puts food away, but when I've been skiing, I put food away. Let me, me just too. say. Let me just say. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I will eat like enough to j- go into a genuine hibernation. Absolutely, like and, that. And it it's it ain't it ain't pretty the next morning. No, I bet. Like you spend three hours on the toilet that night when you should be spending it in the hot tub with the snow bunnies am i right i mean that's the goal and that's Absolutely. the dream the goal and the dream neither of which came true for me as they were all family holidays however now that i'm married my wife can be the snow bunny whenever we do eventually go skiing my wife actually doesn't know how to ski the first trip i told her she's gonna have to learn how to ski on the first trip so the first trip won't be good the second trip yep. will be fun <laughs> well she's an athlete and she'll yeah, probably she'll pick, pick it up, up quickly. quickly yeah she'll pick it up quickly and the best way to learn is by doing it by doing it yeah by doing it yeah i would advise her to simply go onto a blue slope yeah and you stand right by her the whole time yeah, just pizza french fries all the way down yeah just send it on a pizza that'll <laughs> build the confidence yeah. because it's a blue not a yeah, green absolutely and if you're there she's gonna be great yeah 
Next thing you know, y'all are going on double black diamonds. Absolutely. Later in the I was day. thinking about picking up snowboarding whilst she was picking up skiing so that we were both kind of learning something together. <sighs> I don't know if that's a good move, brother. Why is that? Why is that? I, I just, snowboarding's hard or you don't like snowboarding? No, I feel like both of y'all learning at the same time is going to... Yeah, then there's no confidence. Like if she falls uh, and I've already fallen, I can't help her. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That was a good call. And good I'm call. kind of... I don't know. I just... My body doesn't work on a snowboard. <laughs> Yeah, but you see, I've sur- I I surf, I've tried. so I don't mind. I, I mean, don't mind I tried it. it once. You did? I tried surfing pretty plenty of times. No problem there. Just in that up. No, oh, no there's definitely many problems. problems. <laughs> Major problems. Code red alert. Yeah. Engine lights on. Tires <laughs> are flat. Yeah, yeah. Oil needs to be changed. Shit's hitting the fan. Airbags oh, are going off. <laughs> oh yeah. Brother. Brother. Thailand. Thailand. That is one of my dream destinations. It's a good place to go. Can you give me three places to visit if I were to go to Thailand? Sure. Or not if. When? When? I go to Thailand okay, and so, hopefully with you. Yeah. And Andrew, because I know he knows his way around there too. Absolutely. So Bangkok, obviously, the capital there's like loads of cool temples and like a lot of cultural stuff there, but there's also a lot of really great food there and it's easy to navigate around and everyone is really very friendly in Thailand. Uh, number two, a, uh, the food's a good price, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. The food is a great price. I mean, there's still, there are still fancy restaurants that cost the same as fancy restaurants in normal places, but there's a lot of great food that is not like the great, incredible Thai food that is not expensive. Like, you that. know, like, because that's just like, it's like buying American food here. Right. Um, okay. Then there is, uh, I would say probably uh, Koh Samui. Um, that's like the island where I trained to be a dive master. There's a lot of great scuba diving around there. It's a really small, like pretty quiet island, but a really like, a great time. It's up and coming as well. I don't, I haven't been back there in, in like the last five or six years. So maybe it's grown a lot since I've been gone. Cause like all of these islands are becoming more and more popular, but Yep. That's a pretty good place. Like Bali is like overrun now. So compared to Bali, it was very quiet, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, and there's also the Half Moon Party, which is a party that goes on on Koh Fifi or Koh Pipi, which is an island very close to Koh Samui. And that's a, a party that happens on every full moon and half moon. There's a half moon. Rick, write all this stuff down that Marcus is saying. Yeah. There's a half moon party and there's a full moon party. The full moon party is probably the one you want to go to, but I'm not, I'm not single anymore. So that's not really like a thing that would be that exciting for me. But if you are a young person who likes to do drugs and party, which I was never one to do drugs, but I was one. Don't want to do do that. Well, okay. If anyone doesn't want to do that, then avoid that place. That's avoid Kopi and the half moon or full moon party. If you're trying to do that greasy stuff, avoid it. You go there. Avoid it. Yeah. Or, or just oh, avoid yeah. no, it. If, if you avoid don't it. want that, avoid it. Yeah. And then there's Phuket, which is just beautiful sandy beaches. Uh, a little bit more touristy, resorty, but do really you beautiful. Do. This is not medical advice. Absolutely. Phuket. Phuket is beautiful, straight up. Just That's where I learned to scuba dive at the very beginning, like just learning to dive. Stunning. Beautiful boats, beautiful everything. That's a, another really beautiful place. Mother, speaking of scuba diving, I know that's one of your unique skills. It is. It is. I am what a dive is the master. most insane thing that you have ever seen? A whale shark. While, a whale shark. A whale shark. 
I followed that's and big, touched that's the, a big point. I touched the uh, rear fin. We're not supposed to touch them, but like I'm a huge shark fan. I love sharks. I couldn't resist. I followed, like I broke off the, I, so I was at the tail end of the group. Uh, Cause you know, I'm still, I was still a dive master in training. Yep. Um, but it was a, it was a young whale shark. So this was not like a 30 foot long whale shark. This was like a seven or eight foot long whale shark. And it was just inside visibility. Like you see this big shadow, you see it's fin, it's, it's a dorsal, large you see it's dorsal fin and the fin of its tail sticking out a little bit, it, like out of the murkiness. And so I just, like, I, I straight up, like, I look at the guy and he knows I've been, I've been diving the same spot for like, a month and a half and we haven't seen any sharks and it's literally called shark rock. So they, it's, it used to have lots of whale sharks, but you know, environmental climate change, blah, blah, blah. Has hate made that has changed that. Absolutely hate to see it. I think also just like a lot of tourism. Like there's more and more people going, so they're less and less. But they, I, we saw this one, and I, you know, I just barely like just the tip of my finger touched. Because I really, I don't want to. You didn't give it a nice, uh, good old back massage, right? No, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to mess with the creature. I know, like, you don't want to. They, they just need to be on their own. They don't need to be. They like, do. I just, I just really like that was very important. But can to a me whale shark? Dust yeah? No. They're nice guys, right? Yeah. They have they have mouths similar to uh like whales. So it's not like big sharp teeth. Oh. It's like a big old mouth that they catch a lot of plankton and uh small it is greasy and plankton suckers. Absolutely. So that's the most dangerous animal that you've encountered while scuba oh, Not the most dangerous, that's just the biggest. Oh the most dangerous I, I think I did the, ask what was the most incredible. Right. The, the the most dangerous is probably the trigger fish, which is just like a, it's just a really aggressive territorial fish. The what? A trigger fish. I don't want to run. I don't want to run it. It's called that because it has a fin uh, that's oh, on, that, on the dorsal aspect that just sticks up. Does that have the light? No, 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 not the light, not the light. It just kind of has a dorsal fin that goes up like this and that means it's like aggressive and protecting its area so you just kind of go way above it and around it if it's kind of getting terrible. How, how big is this guy uh, it's big or something it's not huge oh hell no not that'll, huge that'll bite your cow oh off. no it will bite it absolutely like it it does have a pretty dangerous bite so it's not not a, not a super safe fish but that was i mean it'll, it'll, it'll most dangerous it'll if it gets a chunk of you you might be dust right I mean, it, I mean, it depends what part. Of, it depends what part of you, I guess. But I, I it, it, it would be. I, I don't know that it could really do that much damage, but it would be very uncomfortable. I, I don't want to say it's going to dust you because I really don't think it's that vicious. It's also been a long time since I went diving there because, unfortunately, just like circumstances, going to university in America, I didn't really get the chance to go back that much. Uh, so it's like pre-university that I did a lot of this. But from my memory now, I don't think it's that dangerous. It's just more like. If uh, if someone that you're taking on, you know, a discovery dive, their first dive ever, you don't yep. want them to get bitten by a freaking fish. I, I regardless mean, of how hard or soft it is, it's not a good first experience. No, exactly, exactly. And you have enough of the people freaking out or getting stressed out by uh, it as is. So, well, I think it's awesome that you did scuba dive, Marcus, because yeah, I've great. always been too much of a beach to go scuba diving. Mate, it's, it's I'll go with you, brother. Yeah, we should. I'm no sometimes. longer scared. Used yeah. to be scared of scuba diving <laughs> and roller coasters. Mate, there's far too much that's actually in the real world. And scary movies. Scary. The, to, well, those to, to are be the only of, three like, things. Fish. I was scared of roller coasters, scuba diving, and scary movies. Now, I still don't like those things. That's just I, your ex-wife. I'm, I'm no, in for <laughs> No ex-wife, brother. No, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> 
Not, just kidding. Never been married, but if I am, brother, you'll be invited to the wedding. That'll be awesome. I hope it's. I hope that there's no ex-wife in your in your future. No, I, absolutely. I, I don't not. wish that we don't upon do, anybody. We we don't do that shit. No, we ain't. Uh uh-uh. uh. When you hit it and you want to commit it, that's when you put the ring on the finger. Take notes, brothers. Absolutely. Marcus is a wise man. Oh yeah. He's he's batting a thousand. I'm a serial monogamer. I love to see it, brother. No, I'm. 1050% on the same page. I ain't getting married, so I'm like, sure. This is, yeah, like the seaside. You're sure. This is my teammate. This is my everything. Oh, yeah. This is, and when you know, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's a big, it'll hit you. It'll hit you like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At least it did for me. Brother, I, um, I uh, I know I was there for your beautiful wedding. Oh yeah, hell of a day! Absolutely, hot as could be, and it was oh, because it was. I'm sorry for that. It was because the bride and groom were looking <laughs> damn good. Yeah, I enjoyed it so much, brother. That was a special. Uh, it, was, it was already like I, I, we were so blessed. Like there was, there was, you know, like you hear horror stories of weddings where things go like there was not a single thing that went wrong on our wedding day, like from start to finish. Everything went off like clockwork. There was not a single. So much fun. There was no family drama. There was no, the no. dress doesn't fit. There was no, the tux doesn't fit. There was no, where are my trousers? There was no, oh no, I forgot oh, my Rick, socks. There's, there's no, yeah, no nothing. Yeah, Ricky forgot a There was nothing. Everyone no. had everything. Everyone showed up on time. Everyone did what they were supposed to. The pictures were quick. The food was all great. Everyone got fed. There's plenty Dance of cake hard. to go around. The dancing was got fun. Got a lot like, of cardio great. from dancing that night. Absolutely. The, the DJ didn't play any weird stuff, like anything that was not, not approved. Yeah, I did great. Everything went. Cheers. Chef's creme de la creme. Absolutely. The creme de la creme. Creme de la creme. There you go. Some French for you as well. Oui, oui. <laughs> and we will be back after this quick commercial break. A little quickie. What's Gucci? What's Gucci, ladies and gents? It's your good friend, Commercial Break Peter here. Here to let you know, for one reason or another, we're taking a quick break. We hope you're enjoying the show. We hope you're loving the show. And we are back to the show. Hate to see it. Diluting the focus. Hate to see it. It's like when you spread the seed in multiple holes. Less likely to birth a child. When you say that's true, Peter? Each scenario is dependent upon the variety of factors that cannot be individually calculated. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, in general, wouldn't you agree that if you are laying pipe in one particular area, it's going to increase your likelihood. Increase your likelihood than if you are spreading Absolutely. spreading your pipe around multiple. Uh, yeah, that's not places. Safe. Yeah, spreading spreading it around. Not safe. Not sanitary. No, no certainly not. Not smart. Certainly not. Really not. Really not. Certainly not. Brother, I think it's it's about that time. About time. About that time for. You need to get some would you rathers. Oh, man. Okay. All right. 
I was telling Pete earlier, this is something that I really do not do ever, but I thought it was really, really fun that he does it on his podcast. And so I thought I would definitely give it a try at least, but it's, it's not something like I have a ton of experience to where I'll be like, Oh, I heard that one. I know that this one's easy. Blah, blah, blah. No I mean, some, some, some of them might be easy, but I, I'm not, I'm not someone who enjoys hypotheticals often because they're just cut, like, especially the ones that get really weird. Cause you just kind of go, well, this would never, ever, 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 ever happen. So why, why are you making me pick between two shit decisions? You know what I mean? Just doesn't really happen. But very excited to see where this goes. Fantastic, brother. Brother, these these past ten minutes, we'll see if we'll see if any of it makes the cut. We'll see. <laughs> I am about to. I am about to do a hand signal to let me know to go. All right, sweet. <sighs> Which that doesn't mean this won't be eliminated. No, no, but it prepares you. We look fucking good. I'm just happy about this. This fucking, this just fucking great night, Marcus. This this setup is clean, man. You've really done a uh, really done an incredible job. It's very impressive. Appreciate that. Really is. Even down to the LEDs and stuff. It's all, it's all crisp, all clean. It's um. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fucking learning, honestly, brother. I'm surprised with the uh, color scheme, though. It's very Seahawks. Um, wait, the blue and the green? Yeah. Well, bit. it's from the planet. That's what color Earth is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see that. That makes sense. So, me and this door, my daughter painted Me and my daughter painted it. That's incredible. You and your yeah. daughter? Yeah. Young yeah. Michelangelo. Michelangelette. Michelangelette. There you go. Hattie Angelette. There you go. Brother, um, yeah, she helps me paint. She's actually not too bad. No, the lines are pretty straight. I shouldn't do lines, but she put <laughs> some paint on. There you go. The thing with painting is you got to use tape. Yeah, absolutely. Tape is huge. Absolutely. 100%. I do love the green, though. Yeah, no, the green is bright. Part of me uh, wishes I went green across the board. Oh, for the whole door. It's kind of cool having the the two though. Adds a little contrast. Could just put more books there. Could. I don't think you need more books though. It's already unbelievable that you have a full bookshelf, let alone two. I read so many books. <laughs> I'm a bookist. Leather bound books, tomes. Apartment smells of fresh mahogany. <laughs> My name is Ron Burgundy, and I have a major news announcement. <laughs> Cannonball. <laughs> Grazing in the Grass, great song. Couldn't tell you who it was by. The Anchorman soundtrack. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Full of bangers. Full of bangers. Okay, brother. I try and find a new list every time. Sweet. Best of luck. Best of luck stumping me, for I am the would you rather extraordinaire. Or the would you rather virgin, maybe even. Damn. They got some. Be da- they got some dark, dark takes. I mean, the internet needs to chill with yeah, some of these. For sure. I mean, let's let's go back to making them funny. 
Yeah, I agree. Reddit, funny, funny is fantastic. Uga, funny. Uga Booga Reddit. I mean, it gets savage. Would you rather have sheets made of American cheese, Brother Marcus? Okay. Or floors made of raw hamburger? Oh, definitely sheets made of American cheese. Yeah. Are you kidding? Like all of my shoes would be stained constantly. That's it. That's an easy pick. And plus, the I guess well, I cheese guess when the cheese not, gets I mean, hot, it's gonna sweat on me, which is not great. It, it's gonna be tough sleeping with a cheese blanket in Texas in the middle of summer. That's true, but then I can just take the blanket off. Just kick it to the end of the bed. It, yep. Does he get a point? Having said that, though, I do sleep naked, so it does make things more complicated because the so hair is get stuck in the cheese. It's well, I mean, could be a problem. Could be a problem. Maybe not. It's American cheese. It's not like it's mozzarella it or graphic, something. But if you're sleeping on a raw hamburger bed, well, it's, no, it's, the hamburger would be the floor. Remember, the the floor is a hamburger, not the bed. Okay. So you'd be okay in that regard. We're but gonna, then you get out of bed and it's squelch. You get a burger tail. Right. It's just squelch, squelch, squelch. Your feet never dry. Never get to be dry. No, no, no. Definitely, definitely cheese bed. Because cheese bed only affects you in bed. Whereas yep. burger, pl- floor, is burger floor is everywhere. Yep. That's your whole house. And so people are going to come in and they're going to be like, what the? F- what? What's this burger floor? I great didn't great for grilling, except for the fact that it would all be dirty because you're walking on it It'd all be day. Dust, you'd have dust burgers. That'd be grim. Greasy. Whereas cheese bed you can at least close it you know close the door no one sees it no one knows this weird freaky bed that you have right excellent point brother excellent point so we're going with the american cheese sheets same as american cheese i think swiss would be better more holes more breathability swiss cheese a good jarlsberg shout out to sweden shout out sweden shout out jarlsberg absolutely Actually, i think it's a norwegian cheese unfortunately no. but still shout out scandinavia we'll shout out to the vikings yeah the football team no i'm just kidding um they're terrible maybe i mean shout out to the ancient norwegian vikings. scandinavian vikings come on man. The scandinavian. scandinavian vikings there we go iceland be inclusive inclusive all the posses all the bosses. Brother, question number two. All right, hit me with it. Would you rather hit me with it? Would you rather be eaten alive by a great white shark or be beaten to death by a silverback gorilla? Definitely eaten alive by a great white shark. I love the ocean and I love sharks. I'd be I would not happily die to feed a shark, but Eaten to death by a silverback gorilla. That gorilla is not doing anything with my corpse once he's killed me. Yeah. Getting eaten by a great white shark. I'm perpetuating his life. He gets to live on. He's like, I'm, I become shark energy. That's friggin' sweet. That's a way better use of my body than me being buried in the, in the ground. Like I've already told my wife when I die, she has to dump Viking bury me, which is, uh, on the boat, on the boat, shoot the burning arrow. I fall off a waterfall. Ideally, I want it to be Niagara Falls. So I'm dying in Buffalo or like I'm being buried in Buffalo. But, you know, I understand it's a pretty popular waterfall where there's a lot of people who would see a lot of witnesses to that crime. Apparently, it's a crime to go out the way you want to go out. But in any case, that's that's the way I want to go. And then just have like a giant. It ain't bowl. a crime. Who's going to get you in trouble? Well, with this government. Yeah, well, you got a point. I'm just saying, but but then Viking death want, is a way to go, right? And then I just want like a giant boulder in our back garden or whatever that has like engraved in it 
my rune, my name, and my date of birth and death. And he was a great father, or whatever I was, you know, whatever they Brother, decide to say. You have a long list. Lover, of- fighter, you know, uh, a whole Santa Claus list of Pokemon trainer, whatever shit, blacksmith, whatever. Speaking you want of Pokemon, who is your favorite Pokemon? Matchamp, one hundred percent. Who? Matchamp. Why Matchamp? He's got four arms. Just a swole fella. Um, one of the original one fifty one. And yeah, he's just a tight dude. He, he literally, and what I love about him is they have a belt on him that, that restricts his power. Like he's so powerful that they have a belt on him that restricts his power. So you take the belt off, no limits. Is it like a um, a chastity belt? I, I mean, I don't know about that. There is a little bit of a bulge though. So I, I don't know. Oh yeah. You tell me. I mean, he's the only Pokemon wearing underwear as far as I'm aware. So yep, massive Johnson. Uh, I'm sure. Friggin' snake, anaconda, and Ekans, if you will. So he's an original 151er. Well, original 151er. Um, how would he fare versus Charizard? Uh, well, On Char- Pokemon card strength first. And then Charizard would the beat Machamp because Charizard is fire and flying type, um, at least in the games. So flying is super effective against fighting. So Machamp would lose that one. Unfortunately. Although... But he you can could, bench more. He can absolutely bench more. But you could also teach... Matchamp Thunder Punch, which would be super effective against Charizard. So, you know, it's, uh, it would be close, but I think Charizard has a better stat line, and I think Charizard probably wins with, with the flying type advantage. Brother, do you still own Pokemon cards? I still have my original 150 Pokemon cards. I don't think I have every single one. I think I'm missing some. Like, I think Charizard is one of the cards I'm missing. Yeah, um, but uh, I have whatever ones I had when I got the original 151. I have Mew, which was pretty cool. I got that from going to see the movie. I was a very big Pokemon fan when I was younger, and I still like Pokemon. But like as they went to like the 850s and the 750s, I was like, "There's just too many. I really don't want to keep up with this anymore." I mean, it's it's made a strong comeback. As it of, has uh, with Pokemon Go and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like, it's I still mean, a really great franchise. They, like, it's a very wholesome, positive gaming experience, that one. They're the first game, one of the first games, to last multiple decades. Absolutely. Absolutely. And be a, a, a predominant figure. And, and be relevant, yeah. Which, absolutely. legend has it, if you are relevant or predominant within an industry for 10 years, you are mathematically a legend. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Pokemon's going anywhere. I think it's... I, I don't think, Pokemon I, to the moon. Pokemon to the moon. And who's our boy with the belt? Soldier? Machamp. Machamp to the moon, Machamp, baby. baby. I wanted to make sure I pronounced it right. That's okay. You got it. You nailed it. Brother. Got some alliteration there, Machamp to the moon. I'm big, 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 big alliteration guy. Brother, would you rather be stoned to death by pickles or drown to death by mayonnaise? So say the first one is stoned to death by pickles or drowned to death by mayonnaise? Yes, brother. Stoned to death by pickles or drowned to death by mayonnaise? I'm trying to think which death is less... Brutal. I feel like drowning. Like- drowning is quicker than stoning. Like if you were stoned by pickles, just the sheer quantity of pickles it would require in order to get stoned to death would far exceed the amount of time I have to spend 
drowning in mayonnaise. I feel like getting stoned by pickles. I would actually die from starvation. So I think I would rather drown yeah, going- in the mayonnaise, just be out in like five minutes, 10 minutes or whatever it is, which is still miserable. That would be an awful five or 10 minutes. I mean, this is, this is a dark take. But I would think I would, I would rather that than just standing there and getting stoned by pickles for seven days straight until I starve to death because I, for some reason, can't eat any of the pickles that are being thrown at me. And like the pickles aren't... I don't think there's a velocity at which the pickles can go to where it actually really, really, really hurts. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if you should fire them out of a freaking cannon or something, maybe maybe that maybe they can go at a velocity that does hurt. But I find it very difficult to imagine like a crowd of five hundred people throwing pickles at me to a point where I die goes any other way than me dying from starvation rather than anything else. Or 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 dehydration, lack of lack of water. Brother. Well put, well said, well articulated across the board. Brother, we got the next question. Would right. you rather live on an island alone or own your own island? Live on an island on my own or own and like and presumably the island I own, I can't be on my own in. Like it's like an island that is already habited, inhabited by many, many people. Anything outside the questions up for interpretation, brother? I'm gonna assume that because otherwise it's kind of like Obviously, you just own the island, and then you could choose whether you live on it by yourself or not. Yeah, I'm owning so the island. I would, I would own, I would own the island, and then if if it was really important to me that I wanted to make that island my own, I could start slowly persuading or evicting the people from the island. Yep. So actually, I think having like some a survivor people, type thing, maybe. But I feel like having some people on the island creates a culture for your island, and you can try and help influence that to a way where like it's a positive community on your island, and then you just don't let more other people on the island, and then you you kind of like manage to contain that culture and enjoy whatever that is for yourself, at least for as long as I live, and then whatever people do with it after that, I really don't care. Owning your own island would be sick. Absolutely. I mean. I don't seen, know why that's portrayed as a bad option. No, question. right, right. I mean, I've seen like there's that guy, Mr. Beast, who has like a bajillion subscribers and bro, had, like, Mr. he buys his own island and gave it away to someone like bro, that. Mr. Beast is insane. He is. It's incredible. You watch I saw a video the other day of him like when he was way young, like still in high school, and he was talking about, man, I hope I have ten thousand subscribers by the end of the year. And you know, like now it's twenty five million or some insane number. Oh, it's yeah, it's just like it's kind of cool to see that he really, really. He's like, an inspiration. Want to work on me, it, honestly. Yeah, he's. I mean, and he's just just from doing fun, creative, positive things. Like he really. And and he wait. He says he wakes up every day and he just thinks about one thing: YouTube. Yeah. He says that's his motivation. Yeah. Making people happy. And yeah, make entertaining them, making them smile. Yeah. One hundred percent. That's the same goal in the Hand Planet podcast. Absolutely. Good vibes. You say it every time. Good vibes. Great people. Glorious stories. Absolutely. And fantastic would you rather questions. And with that being said, question number four of the night, ladies and gents. Let's hear it. Brother Marcus, are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Brother, would you rather have a head the size of a tennis ball or the head the size of a watermelon? Hmm, probably watermelon. Watermelon is closer to human head size than tennis ball. Tennis ball is such a drastically small head. I don't feel like 
much sound would escape my mouth and my ears would be so small, I would really struggle to hear anything, which I am already hard of hearing. So it would be really, really diabolically terrible. Yeah, I feel like Whereas a watermelon, a- like, it would maybe make me louder. It would give my brain more space to breathe. I, I mean, it would look weird for sure, but I think that would probably be better than tennis. Hey, Arnold, I mean, come on. I mean, the guy yeah, was a I beauty. The, I didn't even the guy think was a legend. I didn't even think about the head, the watermelon being horizontal. I was just thinking of it vertically. If it was horizontal, yeah, it's very different as well. Yeah, completely different. Bro, Game changer. Bro, if, if it was vertically, I might choose a tennis ball. Mate, what? Think about that thing hitting shit. Yeah, it would make you taller. But no, I'm make going you taller. The, I'm going. Well, I don't. Oh, well. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking of it this way. You're thinking of it this way. Right. I was. I was saying. Like, I, I was, was just thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> that um, a lot of ways to think about this. This is an interesting <laughs> one. I think I'd go with watermelon then. I'd go watermelon, Hey Arnold style. The tennis ball. I think the Arnold style is the most normal you can, or closest to normal you could probably get. You could get by. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And your brand, I mean, you should be smarter, I think. Theoretically. Or maybe you're just, I don't know. Let's talk to Hey Arnold. Yeah. Let's get him on the podcast. That'd be brilliant. Hey Arnold. Brother, would you rather be unable (laughs) <laughs> here we are ladies and gents crazy question thanks no, to the Uga Booga reddits hit us with that crazy question brother crazy would you rather be unable to tell the difference between babies and muffins or change your gender every time you sneeze I think I'd rather be a, unable to distinguish between babies and muffins. I'm going with that. I mean, I don't really eat muffins often enough for that to really affect right. my life very much See, outside of, and you know, I, I feel like people call babies all kinds of weird names. Like, oh, what a cute little munchkin. What a cute little bean. What a cute little whatever. So like, yeah. if I say what a cute little muffin, no one's going to look at me weird. Well, I think they're putting emphasis on the fact that you would, I would potentially get- eat babies. Well, I would potentially try to, right? Because it's still a baby. I'd still be like trying to bite into flesh. And then I realize, oh, this is not a muffin. This is a baby. What the heck's going on here? Mamma mia. This is not the muffin. This is a baby. I cannot believe this. I thought this was a blueberry muffin. (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely don't want to be, I mean... I think that one's the. I think that one's Baby's the easy muffin, choice. I'm not a big muffin guy. I think changing your like gender, steak. like it, you know, that can happen in a really uncomfortable time. You know, you're like in the middle of intercourse with your significant other, perhaps. And then boom, sneeze, sneeze, and Divorce. all of a sudden it's a lesbian. Or or I don't know. Just not a good scenario. Well, it just changes things up. You know, you might be in the middle of uh, yeah, things, and yeah, yeah, just that uh, would be a very or very you could be pissing scenario. at the urinal. Oh, I mean, that's tough, too. Switch midway through there, and all of a sudden, I'm... That's a horrible... I mean... Axe wound out for all to see? Certainly no, no against the, any gender community, none whatsoever. No, I mean, we're no, just saying... Just, that would be, would be an incredibly... With the sneezing oriented with the... That would be an awkward situation, and plus, just, like, navigation-wise, aiming that thing once you've switched one way or the other... I mean, if you're a lady, I guess if you're sitting down and you sneezed in the McKinnon Man, it wouldn't be that bad. 
but as a man turning yep. into a woman midstream on a urinal, a mess. Yeah, a mess. Yeah, you're, you're, you're pissing down your leg. Yeah, not ideal. No, not, not ideal. Certainly not. Brother, 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 brother. Mate, tell me, hit me with it. Last one. All right. Best one, brother. Sweet. Are you ready, good sir? Born ready. Brother, would you rather save a child's life and have everyone think you tried to kill him or let the child die and be remembered as a hero who tried to save him? That's a terrible one. This, this, this is, is a, kind a dark take. I this, mean, is the kind of hypothet- this is the kind of hypothetical that makes me hate hypotheticals. I'm sorry, brother. It, I would save the child. This is a good discussionary question. I would save the child. Selfishly, I know that I would probably want. Like, I, no, I'm on the same no, page. I could, I could never. I, I would save the child. I, I could never not save. Like, in that situation, I, I will always do the right thing in that kind of a situation and just take on it. But I will be very, 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 I would be miserable about the fact that everyone thought that I tried to kill that child. That right. would truly upset but, me. And I would, and you know, that would be my first true, argument with God in heaven. I'd be well, like, why and, did you make this happen to me? I feel like the main takeaway from that is the truth in your heart is the most valuable truth. Absolutely. Because that's what's, that's what gives you the sanity to, to sleep at night and build confidence in yourself and Absolutely. your work. You can't derive that from other people. Yeah, it's the same thing when we were talking about being yourself, you know, being a, you know, like being comfortable with who you are. If you are not comfortable with, uh, you know, if you if you can't if you can't accept like I know I did the right thing despite what everyone thinks, then you know why you can't look at yourself in the mirror. I know I can't, <laughs> brother. Wow, what a fantastic series of Woody Rathers, and what a damn good night, yeah, brother. How, how you a great feeling? time? Feeling loose, feeling great. Had a brilliant time. I'm ready to you know, brilliant. attack the day tomorrow. We had a brilliant night. We did. And ladies and gents, we hope you had a brilliant night as well. Because you know what? You deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely do. Yeah. You. 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 Even you. We love you. You who's like scraping lint out of your belly button. And and you who's like, you know, brushing your teeth in your underwear after a a long night of the the bars on a Wednesday night. Love to see everyone. Every single one of you, you know, and and even even those those uh, those uh, Nazi sympathizers out there. Even you. Even you deserve a night. No, I'm just kidding. Not you. This isn't for you. Um, This is for everyone but you. This is for anyone and everyone who needs a little bit of good vibes in their life. And I'm confident and happy to say that Marcus can always do that. Absolutely, brother. Brother, it has been a pleasure. It has been an honor. And I hope you know you're always welcome back on the Hand Planet podcast. I'll be happy to come back whenever you, you just call me up, coach. Uh, I'm sitting on the sitting in the in the bunker or the what is it the 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 the, the, the dugout, old, uh, the, the dugout. The that's trench. what I was thinking of yeah oh, okay. trench dugout. I was thinking warfare yeah warfare trench dugout baseball whatever you want to call it same neck of the woods absolutely well ladies and gents if you enjoyed tonight's episode make sure to share it with your best friend your mom dad uncle your sister your wife your husband your grandma your who doesn't your grandmother doesn't even speak the language. Anyway, your grandma that doesn't even speak the language, and make sure you share it. 
with good old Rick down the street. Because you know why? Everyone could use a little bit of good vibes in their life. Of course, good vibe always. As always, GBA. we love you. We appreciate you. And we say so long. Toodaloo.